0: Is your time? We're in this
1: game.
0: An impossible goal. These guys are good, scary good, and this crowd is
2: going
1: bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello,
2: everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me as always is my friend, the professional better. You know him on Twitter as So many Sports and So Money. We will start this episode, as we always do, with our favorite underdog. And I guess this is a mea culpa for us that this team has really not featured that much in this portion of the program lately. Um, and yeah, egg on our face because the Buffalo Sabers are are collecting some big scalps there, plus one sixty five at home against the St. Louis Blues, who are minus two hundred five. The Sabers coming off another win against the Toronto Maple Leafs and they are playing a team in St. Louis that just doesn't project well as, as a big favorite. I don't think they're a team you want to be laying big wood with because they just are inconsistent with the way they drive play. They've been banged up all season and their goaltending can show up one night and not show up another night. They are playing well late. They're getting results, I should say. Um, So a little bit of a tricky spot, but the Sabers—they look just shy of the number I need, and I think I'll be able to get there on Buffalo hosting the Blues. Uh, what do you have to say about the Sabers?
1: I am with you there. I, I mean, I think uh, they are our our lovable Sabers. Um, we should have been betting on them more, but um, you, you know, in in this game, I do see that uh, the Blues are—they are starting to round into form now. Um, we we spoke about it in the in the last episode that we did want to see them against a uh, better competition. And even though the Bruins were without some key guys, um, I still give the blues full marks for their win in Boston. That said, I'm with you. I think that they are, um, they are inflated here in Buffalo. Um, I will be waiting to see the goaltenders though. I think that it is possible. We get, we get Bennington. You see with these teams, as we move forward, when, Um, as we get closer to the playoffs. When you have an unproven commodity in terms of the playoffs that they have in Huso, they do want to get the other guy going as well. Bennington has has shown he can play in the playoffs. Obviously, he's got a ring. um, And you do want to get him going and get him to a point where if you do need to turn to him in the playoffs, then he's ready to go. So I think that there is a possibility that we get Bennington here. If we do, I do like the Sabres more. And I'll um, we'll also be looking at the at the over here as well if um, if we do good Biddington.
2: All right, the Sabers. Let's see if they can keep the uh, magic going. Some really really big wins uh, over the past month and a half for for this team out, out of nowhere. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. They're plus three hundred traveling to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes, who are minus three ninety. The over under here six and a half. Carolina off a big win against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden uh, the other night on Tuesday night now travel back home to take on a team that they should just roll. If you look at this game on paper, the Red Wings are a defensive mess, an absolute defensive mess, and have been for quite some time. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes are a team that can just get a ton of rubber to the front of the net. So a really, really tough matchup here, and one that one of those that you just would say if you're betting the Hurricanes and you want to bet minus 2.5, minus 3.5, have some fun, Um, but I got nothing here.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna have anything either. Maybe I will entertain the over if we get Ranta and Ned, uh, but I'm not. I'm not rushing to do anything here.
2: Another doozy: the Ottawa Senators there plus two thirty-five, traveling to Boston, take on the Bruins who are minus three hundred. The over/under here is six. Ottawa hasn't been playing as bad as their results would suggest, and I think that's been the case for a little while now. But another one where it's just like you're talking about a team that relies on heavy, heavily skilled players up front against the. The best defensive team in terms of uh, scoring chance suppression in the league, which and they have been for quite some time. So, I'm going to be passing here on a, the Sens, which is uh, a, going against everything I hold true in betting. Because you know, when the Sens get to this price, we're almost always automatically on them. But uh, on this one, I'm just gonna take a deep breath and and pass.
1: Yeah, just like most games um, this time of year, this is going to be another one where. I, I don't know right now. I think that um, we'll have to check the status of Pasternak and uh, Grizzlick. It does look like that Grizzlick is going to be in the lineup, though. Um, the under is something I could have interest in, uh, but I need to see um, where we are in terms of who's starting for Ottawa as well as um, Boston lineup there. Another
2: 3-1 to one. underdog. The Anaheim Ducks are traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning. Who are minus 400? The over under here is six. Tampa is coming off a one nothing loss against Dallas uh, on Tuesday night. It's just another spot where it's just, I'm not totally interested. I do think that, you know, when you can probably make an argument for the Ducks, because we've seen Tampa Bay kind of be very uh, laissez faire about these last couple months of the season as they're gearing themselves up for the postseason and a, a chance to defend their two time uh, Stanley Cup title. So like I don't hate the play on Anaheim. It's just it's it's gonna take some some serious motivation to do it.
1: Yeah the the Ducks were very lucky not to get blown out by the Panthers and that and that final score was it, it was extremely deceiving. I think at the end of the road trip here and playing out the string, um, I hear what you're saying, but I I just don't have any desire to do anything with them against Tampa Bay. Um, it, I, like you said, it does come down to how the Lightning approached this game. Uh, but I'm not going to. Pay to find out either way.
2: Another interesting one, actually. This one is uh, the New York Islanders. They're plus 140, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins, who are minus 160. The over under here is five and a half. The Penguins played much better than the Islanders in a 5 4 shootout loss uh, at UBS Arena. Ilya Sorokin was terrific in that one, keeping the Islanders alive late in the game and in overtime. The Islanders have not played particularly well over the past few weeks i think some of that will come down to the fact that they're uh they're out of it they're just done and playing out the string and they're trying to i guess find out the right formula for next year matt barzell's had a, a down year um and that's kind of continued lately meanwhile the penguins though like it's it's they're a tough team to be laying this kind of wood with against the islanders who so i think we'll go back to Sorok and barry trotz has been alternating his goalies basically for his entire tenure at the uh in on Long Island but uh he, he said today that he thinks that some of these games he'll go with Sorokin for a few in a row then uh Varlamov then Sorokin just to let them uh see how they adjust to that uh as, as we get towards the end of the year so with Sorokin in net, I, I do think the Islanders might have a tiny bit of value but if this game was taking place in February I would be on him for this one probably not
1: yeah, it looks like that I may be able to uh to uh, recommend a play here actually. Um we saw the Islanders um really start taking money once um once Desmith was confirmed and he did and they did close at um that game closed at minus 110. Once we flip the venue and we upgrade the Pens goaltending, even though I'm okay to listen to an argument saying that, is that really an upgrade with uh, Jari's form right now? Um, I think that the Penguins are too short. Um, I would be interested in them. Obviously, if Sorokin gets the night off, it will be a play with Varlamov. But um, even with him in, I think that... The Penguins are just a little short, uh, and I do expect them to take some money here as well. So um, I'll probably be there as well. Um, but of course, uh, we need to get the Islanders' goaltending confirmed.
2: The Washington Capitals, they're plus 140, traveling to Toronto to take on the Leafs, minus 160. The over-under here, six and a half. Washington, we, we bet against them on Tuesday night with the Philadelphia Flyers. How did that cool. one turn out? Washington puts up a nine spot, nine two victory for the Caps, a team that I mean, it's just they're they're frustrating in in that we know that they're overperforming, but this is what this team kind of does, uh, and they've been doing it for years. Basically, it feels like the entire Ovechkin era, um, they just uh, overperform relative to their underlying metrics. But I actually do think if Eric Chalgrin is in net for Toronto. Sheldon Keefe has said that Jack Campbell is a little banged up. They want to get him to hundred percent for the playoffs. So we could see Chagrin and I don't buy into the fact that he's an NHL goalie as of right now, he might play well one night, but the next not so well. And we saw that the other night for Toronto against Buffalo. So I'm willing to bet against the Leafs who put that Buffalo game aside. I've been in just terrific form. So you are getting a decent price to bet against a goalie who could blow up at any second.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that if um, if Campbell does play, I think that the Leafs might be a little bit short here and that's the direction I'll be looking. But I agree with you with what you're saying about Green. I think that if he's if he's a net, um, I won't be able to lay lay on the Leafs like this. And if he is a net, then the over is the way that that I would be looking in this game.
2: The Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars are minus 115 on Minnesota. Dallas minus 105, so almost a pick over under here is six. The stars are, are we say it, they're just a funky team and they they're continuing that funkiness. Uh, lately, their last 15 games are 10, four and one, but they have a plus one goal differential over that span. It's just, it's so Thank weird. You. It's just so weird what they could do. Um, they are creating offense. So they're, they're creating nearly three uh, expected goals, 2.99 to be exact for 60 minutes of five on five, according to evolving hockey's model. Um, the wild are in great form still 11, 1 and 2, 50 goals for, 30 goals against in that span. So, plus 20 goal differential. Much different than the stars, plus one. But hey, uh, a win is a win. Points are points at this time of year. And, uh, you know, Dallas does, I guess, deserve some sort of good karma after what they went through last year. So, maybe that's just what's happening. The universe is paying them back here. Um, and, and I kind of like Dallas here as a short home favorite. So, I might be going there. Uh, we'll see where this number goes, though
1: yeah if they are getting good karma it's going to be at the expense of the canucks here um, <laughs> so i can't i can't support this too much um with this game i the stars are getting a couple of guys back but honestly these are two teams that i've been off on all year um i i would expect the wild to take some money here so um maybe i can get involved with the stars if we move too much but i'm really hoping that i don't have to get involved in this <laughs> game because whoever I bet in this game will lose. So um, this is something that I'm going to be hopefully staying staying away from. And it brings us to the playoffs as well with both of these teams, right? So Minnesota is going to make the playoffs. I'm going to get edges against them. You know I'm going to get edges against them almost every game. And um, this is when the playoffs become such a different dynamic. I bring this up often when when I talk to my colleagues is that you look at the Colorado Blues series last year. I was getting edges on the Blues almost every game. And, like, you're just watching this game and <laughs> you know it's a complete mismatch. I can see it with my eyes, right? So um, I think that with the modeling of these teams, you got to be careful once the playoffs start because it just, it's just a different game. So I know that I'll be getting edges against the Wild, but this is a team that I do see that, um, that it may be built for playoff hockey. So, um, yeah, so Wild are a team that... Uh, going forward i'll be uh, treading very very lightly on
2: you're in vancouver I'm, I'm all the way over here on the east coast on long island and i was right there with you betting the st louis blues yeah. every night against the colorado avalanche and watching them just get absolutely pummeled and then knowing right when that final whistle ended i'm going to be betting them in game two and i'm going to be betting them in game three and there won't be a game five so i'll be betting them in game four and then cutting my losses that was ugly that one um but yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting point too because the Wild will be playing the Blues, so you'll be getting an edge on the Blues, I'm I'm assuming, and also Minnesota struggled with St. Louis, yeah, for a while. So it's just it's yeah. that's going to be a, a strange one to to kind of just break down because there are like you said like the numbers are going to say one thing and then the kind of extenuating circumstances are going to pull you into a different direction. Um, but yeah, the, the, these these two teams would, would the NHL this season would be a lot better if these two teams just didn't exist. Uh,
1: (laughs) And and to touch on that point, after that series, uh, that's going to be a big advantage there to to the Colorado Avalanche, who's going to play the winner of that series. Uh, I mean, they're just going to get a team that in the second round, that's just going to be completely battered and bruised because like the Blues and Wild, they're just going to kill each other.
2: Yeah, man. That's if the Avalanche can get through. Whoever they have to play. You never know. <laughs> you, never know. You, <laughs> you just never know. Playoff, um, the Edmonton Oilers, they're minus 110, taking on the Nashville Predators, who are minus 110 as well. The over under here is six. So we have two games in a row, basically a pick them and a third one coming next that's almost at a pick them as well. Um, it's interesting with the Oilers because we've been talking about how well they've been playing uh, since the coaching change, and that's kind of been uh, all over the ice, right? Defensively going forward uh, and they're getting better goaltending i do think though uh for a team that was garnering so much media attention when when it was hitting the fan for them uh under dave Tippett, and they were struggling they were outside of the playoff race in the winter in you know december january whatever um they had so much attention uh from the canadian media from the hockey media on every podcast 20 minutes out of an hour talking about the oilers and and what they're gonna do And since they've turned it around, that has just gone quiet. They're kind of under the radar right now, which is not where I would expect them to be. But yeah, like you, you've been you've been hitting on them for months now, and they've been good. And I like them again here against the Nashville team that we're selling on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, like you've raised a good point with the Oilers. Like they do they do fly under the radar quite a bit, and I, I I have no problem with their play. Obviously, you've touched on this quite a bit that like it's really tough for you to get behind them because of their goaltending and. We saw that last game as well, right? So, I mean, it it was a good run for Koskinen there for a bit, but now with the uh, re-emergence of Mike Smith recently, I think that the Oilers will be settling on him um, for the playoffs. And, of course, he's not ideal, but he's the Mm -hmm. best the Oilers have right now. So, um, I'll be on the Oilers again. Um, And anytime you bet on the Oilers, you know that the team will play well, and you're just hoping that they just get a couple of big saves. And I'm it makes it tough when you're going up against Soros. But um Nashville is um I've we made no secret what I think about Nashville. So um, I'll be on the Oilers. Hopefully they can um help out the Canucks as well there.
2: Yeah, Nashville, uh it's it's they're they're getting results. They're 12, 6 and 1 over their last 19, but it just feels like it's just everything is so mediocre with them. Yeah, it's so uh, frustrating. It really is. Like there's nothing. Still, like and, and a couple of their players are having great seasons, bounce back seasons. Philip yeah. Forsberg, of course, has been great. But then you got Duchesne and Johansson. Like obviously, Yossi's been out, off the charts good. But like it's so they're getting the, the individual effort from players who I wouldn't call game breakers. And um, you know, Yossi notwithstanding, but uh, there they'll be frustrating in a team that. You know, if they get served up to the to the avalanche you're looking at Oof. will you you sorrows make 56 saves a game and the answer is probably uh no on most nights but he might steal one or two um
1: we'll get our blues money back there yeah
2: <laughs> exactly lesson learned i'll probably be on the predators every night um, <laughs> <laughs> the san jose sharks are minus 120 taking on the chicago blackhawks in two teams that won't make the playoffs the hawks are plus 100 the over under here is six I mean, I've got nothing here. I think this is a a, a game that can go in a, a million different directions.
1: Yeah, at this point in the season, there's no there's no reason to be betting on games like this unless if you unless if there's some lineup information and you're and you're quick on that um, and 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 you get some line value on that. Other than that, there's not there's not there's not much to see here.
2: The uh, New Jersey Devils taking on the Colorado Avalanche. The Devs plus plus two eighty. Avs minus minus three sixty. An over-under of six and a half for this one. Uh Colorado on the second night of a back to back, the devils making their way through the southwest of the United States. And uh with the way the devils defend and the way the devils get cold tending, this one could get really ugly really quick, but this is hockey, so who knows? But without Jack Hughes and and there's no reason to get involved in New Jersey with this one.
1: Yeah, if if, if this game was played like like a month or two ago then i mean i could make a case for the devils but at at this point in the season where we're seeing such a disparity here between uh b- between the good teams and the bad teams um and the elite teams like the avalanche they're they're starting to gear up for for the playoffs as well so they're not going to be sitting there taking games off i don't think so um yeah I'm with you here that's not a game that we'll be getting involved with.
2: The Vegas Golden Knights, they're plus 135 traveling to Calgary to take on the Flames, who are minus 155. The over under here is six. I like the Knights here. I think they're starting to catch some form. They've been playing pretty well over their last uh, about 12 or so games since that long losing streak that they went on, where everyone was saying, oh boy, like this, this is really getting interesting. Like this team might miss the playoffs. uh, They started to turn around. So, I'm I'm interested on Vegas. I'm going to kind of see if I can keep riding this wave. Their underlying metrics are good. They're getting healthy. Mark stone is back and against a team like Calgary, who can drive play with the best of them, getting a player like Mark stone who can drive play with the best of them as well is, is hugely important. So at plus plus one thirty five, I like Vegas here to maybe pull a minor upset.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think I'll be with you here. Um, I w I do want to, uh, I think there'll be some value here on, on, on Vegas. One, one concern I do have is that um, we saw Leonard against the, uh, against the Canucks, his, uh, his second game back from, from an extended absence and he just looked completely out of it. So, Mm -hmm. and, and of course it takes, it takes time for goalies to find their game, especially after being out so long. So I think that um, there is some value on the Knights. We'll see where this number goes, but if it does tick up a little bit more then I'll be joining you here.
2: All right, before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, April the 14th, we'll talk about your Vancouver Canucks, minus 285, hosting the Arizona Coyotes, plus 225, the over-under here is six. It goes without saying that this one is, these are two points that Vancouver just needs to put in the pocket if they want to keep their season going. Uh, anything for you, betting perspective, fan perspective, Canucks and Coyotes
1: look I'm really trying hard not to be so pessimistic about the Canucks all the time um, I've just been hurt so much this is the kind of game that they don't get up for I want to be wrong so badly um, they have won the last I don't know three four games where they weren't really expected to win it, and except that Sharks game uh, but they've been doing it with the pressure off they were they were written off in the in the playoff race now they're getting back into it. Now we're talking about it here again. So I I really want to be wrong. Um, I can't recommend laying this money with, laying this price with the Canucks right now. Um, we'll see. Uh, go, go Canucks.
2: Go Canucks. Look, if, if one of us can get our team into the playoffs, I'll take <laughs> it. Uh, and, and I'm just happy their season is still going. On that note, we'll talk about our favorite bets.
1: Top shelf Vermont. We've
2: touched on both of them already, uh, but tell us again what you like, the Edmonton Oilers.
1: I'll be on the Oilers. Um, I think that a lot of this has to do with Mike Smith's form recently. Um, with the Oilers, you have to just hope that they get the goaltending, and I think that um, I'm fairly confident that we'll get a good game from the Oilers. And with um, Smith's form recently, I'm, I think that if he's good enough, then, um, then there's going to be value on the Oilers here.
2: My favorite bet, just talked about him. The Vegas Golden Knights, they're plus 135. Traveling to Calgary to take on the Flames, minus 155. The over-under here is is six. Uh, Since their five-game losing streak a couple weeks ago, Vegas is 8-3-1, but even before they started to win games, they were already playing pretty good hockey. The process was good. They have a 53.5% expected goal rate over the last 14 games. With the team getting more healthy, Mark Stone is a huge addition to this lineup, and especially against a team like Calgary that can drive play with like an elite team in the NHL. Getting your best play driver back in the lineup is gigantic. Robin Leonard, like you said, not a good – he hasn't been good since he came back in his uh, in his first two games since his major injury. Nobody knows what it is, and he's the type of mercurial goalie that you, you just hope can find his form before the playoffs for Vegas' sake. Regardless, I'm willing to take a, a shot on a good number, on a good team, even against a team like the Flames uh, in Calgary. So give me the Knights, plus 135 for my favorite bet. And on that note, uh, another episode of Line Change is in the books. For so many sports, I'm Michael Liebuff. We wish you best of luck with your hockey bets on Thursday night.